0: Welcome to episode 64 of the J Bunnies Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, everybody, for this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Aaron Nordstrom, the singer for the band Gemini Syndrome, former guitarist for OTEP. Uh, it was great to have Aaron on the show. Uh, you know, Gemini Syndrome has been one of my favorite bands since they came out back in, you know, 2013. And uh, it was so glad to finally. Not to finally get to talk to him, not to say that, because I've talked to Aaron before, as I mentioned in the interview. Uh, you know, he's was very approachable guy. We've talked at, at shows before, but now to to do so officially and on the record as part of the podcast, it was a it was a great conversation. Found out some some stuff that uh, I was not aware of that I don't know that many people were were aware of, but uh, it was it was great to talk to Aaron. I think that if you guys enjoy Gemini Syndrome or you enjoy this show, you're definitely going to enjoy this episode, and I'm going to stop rambling and let you have a listen. Without further ado, here's Aaron. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Jay Bunny. I am once again at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey, and joining me today is Aaron Nordstrom from the band Gemini Syndrome, hey, and Brian Steel Medina is also here on the bus, just walked in. Are you here for the press?
1: I just... Are you here for the sodas? Well, I have to just really quick. just fucking just...
2: (laughs) Blessing this and I'll continue. Thanks,
0: bud. How's it going? How how have you been? Well, now that we're in sacred space, uh, it's good. Can't complain. All right. Well, that's that's great to hear, man. I first became aware of you in 2013 when the Gemini Syndrome song Pleasure and Pain was getting played on the radio and then found out that you had also previously played guitar for OTEP. Uh, when did you first start playing music in general?
1: Uh, when I was super young, like two, three years old. I started singing. My mom sings. So I started just picking that up. And then uh, I showed interest in piano at a really young age. I started playing piano. Uh picked up the guitar when i was like 11 drums when i was about
0: 11 or 12 okay so i'm a lifer oh well that's that's fantastic man now other than than uh otep and gemini syndrome were you in any other bands that the listeners may be familiar with
1: nobody that anyone would know that. okay i in advance
0: since i was 14 okay and how did you come to join otep how did that come about lost a bet with satan yeah <laughs> basically
1: a friend of mine my good friend Brian Wolf, who played drums you know, at that time had been in the band before me and we were all living in Hollywood California doing our thing out there and they needed a guitar player for their next upcoming tour which was pretty short notice and they asked me if I could do it and I said yeah and then I stayed around for a couple years moved
0: on. Okay. That's fair. And then can you tell me how Gemini Syndrome came together?
1: So after I left OTEP, I had moved back to Chicago and I was, I was there for about a year and a half or two years, uh, doing another band with Brian Wolf, from OTEP and, uh, things in my my personal life in chicago was a little twisted up and i was just trying to figure out if i should stay in chicago or if i should move back to la i miss california i miss the west coast and i took a vacation out to hollywood and stayed with my buddy for like two months and in that process i was kind of just like asking god or the universe or whatever like what you know shows like that scene from uh orgasmo and he's like just send a sign show me a sign and the whole Earthquake starts shaking the whole house And he's like, any sign at all Buddy Jesus falls over I got an email from the original guitar player Asking me if I was interested in maybe singing for a band We had a mutual friend And I went and met up with him and Brian And flew home to Chicago And wrote the what it ended up becoming the first full-length record we did With Mikey Doling back in 2010 okay. And flew back and moved in with these guys After meeting them one time And 11 years later, here we are
0: there you go, there you go. Now, you mentioned the, the original guitarist, the band, I've been following you guys pretty much since the start. You guys seem to go through guitarists. Is there, is there a reason for that? Do you think that this may be hard to find people that are like the right fit for the band or have the right mindset or?
1: Yeah, I think all of those things come, come into play. You know, there's, there's definitely underlying themes and underlying ideas that we try to perpetuate in this band. And uh, you gotta be on board with it if you're gonna be a part of it, right? Right. and it's, it's like the guys that we've had play guitar were all great players they're all good dudes they just weren't the right guys for this particular band you know I'd recommend them as players to other people I'd recommend them as as humans you know what I mean like I don't think they're any of them bad dudes maybe one or two <laughs> maybe one maybe one's a bad dude but the rest of them you know it's just like if, if it's not what you're into or whatever if you don't maybe get the whole point that we're trying to prevail or whatever you know right right
0: then it's just
1: not the right fit
0: so. and i can attest that that's not bullshit because you and i talked once long before i had this show and a friend of mine had been a touring guitarist for you and i said well what happened you said pretty much the same thing then so
1: yeah and i if we're talking about who i think we're talking about he's still a friend of mine like good dude yeah, yeah you know what i mean like it just wasn't the right dude
0: right so so being a guitarist yourself or you know, as you multi-instrumentalist it seems and all the guitar player changes that have happened in Gemini Center was there ever a consideration for you taking that on in addition to vocals or? oh I
1: did for the whole second record I recorded all the guitars on the Memento Warrior oh okay that's all me
0: but not on a touring not basses, a touring though? no it was one of the this is the
1: only band I haven't played guitar in I've certainly thought about it but there's a certain freedom that comes with not being tied down when you're singing you know what I mean like I can do it I can play these songs and sing them at the same time but the stage show doesn't look the same. I don't have the same kind of freedom with the crowd to run around and fucking interact with people the way I want to you know what I'm saying yeah yeah
0: sure so
1: it's it's been a it's been a tough call to be honest because I love playing guitar and I certainly uh, have done it professionally you know what I mean right, like right. I, I could do the gig but it's a matter of just aesthetically and like performance wise is it what we want i don't know if i want that much responsibility i like being able to just focus on singing which is pretty awesome so the i feel like the vocals aren't going to lose anything right you know what i'm saying like it might if i if i played guitar as well i might like i'd have to spread my energy between two things right maybe maybe one would lack where the other one didn't or something i don't know okay but who knows who knows what the future holds Certainly, I'll keep writing and
0: right, right. recording when they let me. So. <laughs> now, the band is known for its heavy symbolism, including releasing the tarot-like syn cards with each album. How did that come to be? That was one of the first ideas we
1: kind of came up with, was as we were all getting together and kind of, you know, Brian and I were really harnessing these esoteric ideas or whatever, the tarot is one of the oldest and most universal symbol systems in the the mystical or esoteric arts so the idea was to if we were trying to tell a story with these first three records about birth life conquering you know your fear of mortality and then eventually rebirth and and reawakening like that's the story of the tarot so the idea was to pick you know particular major arcana cards that went with particular songs and have the story kind of laid out in our own format but using that uh, that tool as a as a
0: landscape. Okay, and is there going to be another set of cards coming out cuz I know each record you guys have done them. Yeah,
1: you know, we at this point we might end up just kind of uh, doing like an entire tarot deck with all of the you know the 52 and then the the 22 major arcana and the 74 total cards. I don't know, we'll see. Okay. Time will tell.
0: It's all a mystery. <laughs> so, uh, you you mentioned the the the, the three records and, and every press release that I have seen from you guys in recent history has all mentioned that this upcoming album is going to be the final album in the trilogy, and that wording—I I see that it was sort of corrected a little bit in the most recent press yeah, release—but that yeah. wording has always made me think, like, shit, are they done after this? No, we're not. Okay, we're not so that's just this. wrapping up the, the, yeah, the theme. Of yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it seemed like the three record theme ties into again the western mystery tradition and all the initiatic traditions and having a three-step process you know numerology numerologically it relates to the trinity and all that stuff so it, it just all certainly it doesn't mean the end of our road it just means the end of this particular story
0: okay all right not not that it's i guess a great because it's totally different genres of music but I guess that it could be compared for people that are aware of like when ICP the Insane Clown Posse and they are yeah. their different the Joker yeah, cards yeah, and it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. okay this isn't the end this is just the end of like this deck
1: yes absolutely that's actually a really good comparison okay.
0: now you guys have already released uh, four singles from the album Reintegration IDK Die With Me and Abandoned the new album it was just announced is going to be called Third Degree The Raising um, and it looks like it's set to be released October 15th um, are there gonna be any other singles between now and then or
1: we just released abandoned last Friday, so I don't think we're gonna let anything go before October. Okay. But I could be wrong. You never know. Yeah, everything Nobody tells me nothing, man. I'm just the <laughs> singer, so <laughs> well,
0: like I say to to the listeners when I'm when I'm booking guests, I don't let it go ahead of time because you never know, you know. I could have something scheduled and then, oh, oops, we can't do it for whatever reason. Everything is subject to change.
1: Well, like this whole record was supposed to be out of April of last year, right? <laughs> and then the pandemic happened, so it didn't happen that way.
0: Right, right It's right, always right.
1: subject to change. I, I totally get that, and that's just the name of the game here.
0: Yeah, man. So we're, we're up now to the, the signature question that I ask everybody that's ever been on the show. Which is, how do you feel about the current state of where the music industry right now is? Where even before COVID, you had everything moving toward Spotify and streaming and people were still doing illegal downloading. And it seems like the general attitude of the public is, well, we don't need to buy the music. Bands make all their money at concerts anyway. What do I have to pay for music for?
1: Yeah, that sucks. Because <laughs> that's not the case. I mean, it is now. That's where we make all our money. Ha <laughs> In quotations, all our money. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it sucks, man. The the digital revolution in a sense kind of screwed the artist in that in that way. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago everybody, you know, lined up to get the record and now it's just easily accessible, so people take it. Right. And it sucks. You know, it's changed the game for for the bands, it's changed the game for the industry, it's changed the game for the suits. It's changed the game for producers, mixing engineers, mastering engineers, tour guys, road crews you know everybody gets affected by it because there's not the same kind of money there was to throw around because people just steal it
0: right right
1: so I don't know you know at the end of the day change and and evolution is inevitable and this is the obvious direction we're going is digital right Right. and it'd be nice to see maybe the artists get compensated again for what we do in some kind of reasonable way it's not to say that there's not the money to be made out there but you got to be like a Drake or a Lady Gaga you know what I mean? And we're not that. So right, right. I think the industry is still in a state of confusion all all across the board. You know what I mean? Like we're trying to figure out how how do we traverse this new landscape, this new environment of the digital world, but we'll figure it out. With all new technology that happens. You know right, what I mean? Right. Somebody's gotta figure out how to monetize it and fuck everybody else out of their money first, so <laughs> you know, give it time, somebody'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now you, you mentioned before that the you know, the record was supposed to be out last year, because it wasn't, have you guys done any additional tweaks to it? Any additional any additions no. or anything? Or has no, it no, all no, just no. been sitting in a can waiting? No, ready to once go? it was
1: done it was done. And then we just started writing other shit. Okay. So we've got a ton of material just kinda waiting for this record to drop so we can go do another one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a good problem
0: to have. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, I saw the video that you had recorded. It's been a few years now, but you had recorded a video for the U Rock Foundation. Yeah. You know, which has musicians share their stories of depression and suicide attempts as a way to prevent future suicides. I was wondering why it was important for you to speak with them and get your story out there. Because
1: if my story helps anybody, then it's worth telling. And as far as we can tell,
0: it's helps people, and it's worth telling. That's fair. It's very similar. I mean, it's a different thing, but it's very similar to I listened to... uh, the Jason Ellis show he used to be on Series XM now he's a podcast and he in the last couple of years has come out as, as bisexual and a lot of fans were like what the, like you know cuz he's a real macho uh-huh. skateboarder MMA kind of a dude and and so some of those kind of people were like not cool with that but he's like I don't give a shit if I lose fans over it like if this could ha- if this could save one person then that's a,
1: Yeah, good for him, man. And if he's going to lose any fans they weren't worth having in the first place, if you're going to judge somebody over their lifestyle choices, the way that they're made, the way they're built, then fuck you. Yeah. Pretty much. As I've been saying at these shows, it's uh, our exclusive Sinner Society is a family, man, and everybody's invited except the douchebags. So (laughs) if you're a douchebag, don't fucking come. Because there's not enough room in this world for people like that, man. You're going to judge a guy because he's bisexual, and... Oh, but he was a macho dude. Well, what do you think people do when they're scared to come out with that? They compensate socially with the fucking things that make you seem like a man's man, right?
0: You know, it's funny. Is he says that, too. Is that He said he learned through... Not to get too off the path here, but he said he learned through therapy. He's a really tattooed guy. He's got a tattoo on his head. Yeah, sure. He? And he's like, I realized through therapy that I made myself look this way to scare people away. Fucking
1: A. <laughs> totally. Absolutely.
0: Now, you... Obviously, you know, everybody instills personal experiences and, and whatnot into their songs. And I was just wondering, although it, it would be like choosing your favorite child, I was wondering what a uh, song that you've written has been the most personal to you.
1: Oh, probably Abandoned, probably the one we just released. I've t- I've talked about this at length in other places, so I'm not going to go too in-depth, but I had some serious health issues and, and mental issues to, to traverse these last couple of years. And... Uh, I haven't had a drink in two years. That was a huge process for me to get over. Uh, I coded from a seizure coming off the of booze. Oh, so wow. like I died. Then I had a heart attack. Jesus. Uh, and in the process of all that, my Kung Fu teacher, I was staying with him to, to heal. And he made me promise that I would write a song about my birth mother, who I never met, and write a song about how the adoption affected me over the years. And so Abandoned was it. And then in, uh, the consequence of that in in that whole process is when i like shaved all my dreadlocks off i shaved my beard off and now all that footage is in the abandoned video so you kind of see like it's a very real look into where the fuck i was at at that time and what was going on in my world and i was in a lot of pain man i was fucked up and uh you know it was (laughs) the follow-up to those you rock foundation videos you know like it it didn't go away it didn't go away for a couple years so uh probably that one
0: okay I can, I can see that, I you know, yeah. being based on the, the material there. I haven't seen it. Have you guys released the proper video for that yet? I've only last heard the night, song.
1: Last night at midnight.
0: Oh, okay. I, I'll so have to just, go watch that. because I, I haven't seen the video, but when, as soon as you guys put the song out, yeah. which also gave more info about the, the album and all yeah, yeah, this and yeah. that, uh, I listened to that right away. Yeah, the very, video, the, the very, video uh, dropped at 12 o'clock last night. Very powerful song. I can imagine with the video ads. The video's pretty dope. <laughs> pretty stoked on it. I'll have to watch that at some point between now and the show or yeah, before man. when I go home because I'm going to be here a while. show's not gonna till be, 6. It's
1: going to be a long day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you shared the stage with quite a few bands over the years. Who's been your favorite band to tour with?
1: Oh, God. I don't know, man. We've been so lucky. Nonpoint, Drowning Pool, Seven Dust, Five Finger. we had so many, so many good touring bands we've been out with. With the bands we're out with now, Killers Confession, I love Waylon, man. I've met yeah. him, known him since Mushroomhead, right?
0: I've had him on the show
1: before, and uh, he was one of the first guys to kind of take me under his wing, and you know, as a singer and be my older singer buddy, you know. <laughs> so having him out on the road now is just awesome. But we've always been pretty blessed. We've been out with a ton of cool bands.
0: It was cool. I don't know if you remember. I've seen you guys a few times, oh, yeah. and, and 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 some of those times I had my children with me. Yeah, and so yeah. like I saw you guys at. Uh, with I believe it was with Five Finger Death Punch in New York City. Yeah. It was Death Punch, and uh, I had my, my kid with me, and I was carrying him around on my shoulders, and everybody's little kid because I don't know he was fuck I don't remember how old he was then, but he was a you little know, was thirteen. While ago. Oh yeah, so then twenty thirteen he was like five. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I also brought the kids to see you guys at Stanhope House at a, at a headline gig. Yeah. So they've seen you a few times. They were just uh, you know with how long a day it was going to be. I didn't I didn't bring him day because I was going to be a little much but uh you know he actually my, my older son he just outgrew uh one of the t-shirts that i bought we had bought him at oh. the shows, so i'll we'll have to, to get him a new one got a re-up it was the uh, i think was the Outmark for the last record right on so as you mentioned you're currently on on tour with the killer's confession uh other bands on the tour are outlier and pushing veronica uh looks like this run is going to end in mid-august uh, what do you guys have planned next
1: go home and chill out for a minute. I'm taking a trip with my buddy Mikey Doling over to Belgium for a week and a half to go hang out with some dudes
0: Okay.
1: we wrote some music together over the the pandemic for fun oh so cool. we're gonna go jam out on that in Europe for, for a week and then come back and then uh, I don't have it 100% for sure but with the record release being October 15th I'm pretty really sure we'll be back on the road by October again Okay. So finish out the year strong, touring, assuming that everything stays open and the, the country continues to bend yeah. and uh, continues to stay uh, functional, we'll be, we'll be hitting the pavement like, like the road dogs we are. <laughs> it was nice to have two and a half years off, but now
0: back to work. Back <laughs> I'm to just, work. I'm just glad to be able to go to shows again. Me man. too, man. I, I, I tell people, I've been telling people all through this, I, I started going to concerts when I was 17 years old, until 2020 happened. I averaged about two concerts a month for 20 years, and then I didn't go to anything. Right. from The last, the last show I went to before the pandemic was, was here at Dingbats, uh-huh. like a week before everything <laughs> shut down. And things were already starting to shut down, in fact, that night I was supposed to go to another venue here in Jersey to see Overkill, and that show got cancelled. Uh-huh. So it well, actually got it got postponed and they actually just reannounced it for this coming November. Oh. <laughs> like a year and a half later. But uh, so I was like, all right, well, there's a show at Dingbats I want to go to. So I went to that, and then everything shut down. Yep. And I hadn't... I've only been to, like, two shows since then. I went to see... I was here a couple weeks ago to see Kill Devil Hill. And then uh, Mark Rizzo from Soulfly has this acoustic project when he's home in Jersey that he plays with called Acoustic Vendetta. And they're playing just, like, tiny little, like, bars and stuff up in Sussex County, North Jersey, where I live. And so I went and saw them just because it was, like... The, the the novelty of that, like, seeing Mark Rizzo play in, like, the corner of, like, a tiny sure. restaurant, I was like, this is fucking outstanding. Nice. <laughs> so, but it's been, you know, things are starting to come back, and, and like you said, I'm hoping that it, hoping that it continues... Although I'm in the process of buying a house, so I don't know how much I'll be able to afford to go to concerts anymore. My dad's like, ah, you got to finally fucking grow up. I was like, I hope not. I hope (laughs) not. Don't say that. All right, man, well, that is all I've got for you today. Before I I let you go, you have any parting words, anything else that you want to say to the listeners? No,
1: man, everybody's welcome. Just don't be a douchebag.
0: That's, that sounds like the perfect way to end, man. Uh, I
1: do want to say thanks, man, to everybody who's who's stuck with us. Like, you know, with the pandemic happening and all the, the health shit that I had to go through or whatever, like, we had we took a pretty decent hiatus. And it was longer than we anticipated. It was longer than anybody wanted. We're just grateful that our fans are diehard, man. Kids are still coming out, and checking out the shows, and excited about the new music, so...
0: And actually, I meant to... Just bringing it back around before we go cuz I meant to ask you and we kind of went past it you said that you worked on some music over the pandemic and you're going to go out and play in Europe is that something that's going to re- release at some point? Some point, yeah. I would yeah. imagine not not soon, not to not to cannibalize what's yeah, going on. Yeah, exactly, Gemini's-
1: exactly. That was kind of one of the issues cuz we didn't we didn't really think about it. We were just like we're bored and it's the pandemic and Mikey called me up. He's been my buddy since forever and I was like, yeah, I'll do some rock and roll music with you. It's different than Gemini 100%. It's like much more just like strip, like not stripped down, but just bare knuckle rock and roll, right? Okay. But it was fun, man. We wrote some great shit, and uh, yeah, we'll release it when the time's right. But right. we did, we had this short release, so just to clarify, I'm not leaving Gemini Syndrome. Gemini yeah, yeah. Syndrome's not ending. Uh, they're not gonna get a different singer or anything. I'm not leaving the band to go cheat on them with someone else.
0: It's sad that you have to clarify those I just, things. Well, you know, people days. were
1: worried. Like they, we we had one little press release that came out that snuck under the radar, and people were like, "Is he out of Gemini?" Like, no, I man. I just write music with my buddies. It's right, fun, right. It's what I do. Thought, you know what's funny? That similar <laughs> thing
0: happened. You know, we talked about Death Punch. That similar thing happened with Ivan, where he was like, "Yeah, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to do a side project." And I think he said one of the guys in Gemini and I was going to be in a side project called Villain, and then that exploded into he's leaving Five Finger Death Punch. Right.
1: Which he's not leaving Five Finger Death Punch, but and it's then it, certainly possible that that thing might be happening that he was talking about.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I was I was curious whatever uh, became of it because there was mention of it and then nothing happened and. Well, there was, a,
1: there was a pandemic, and shit happens, but uh, I'd keep your eyes out for it. Okay. There very well might be a member or two of Gemini Syndrome helping them out on that project. Okay. We'll see.
0: All right. Well, everybody keep your eyes and ears peeled.
1: Yeah, and maybe do a terror reading See what the cards tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, once again, thank you so much for, for doing what you do, and thank you for taking some time out to talk to me today. It's good to see you. You too, man. Yeah, man. From the upcoming album Third Degree The Raising That was Gemini Syndrome With the song Die With Me I want to thank Aaron again For being on the show If you want to follow him Or Gemini Syndrome on social media You can find Gemini Syndrome On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter At Gemini Syndrome And you can find Aaron on Twitter At Aaron23Nordstrom And on Instagram At aaron nordstrom you can also follow the j bunnies music hub podcast on facebook twitter instagram just look for j bunnies music hub don't forget we've also finally launched the patreon so that is available for your listening and joining pleasure if you are so interested also don't forget guys if you believe in supporting music like i do by buying it you can also follow Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter at Industry Embers, and make sure to tweet or post your music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B U Y or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. Now, as far as what is next for the show, I uh, have at least one other episode that should be recording. I don't have a solid date yet, but it should be getting done soon. I hope. just ho- uh, need to confirm the date and time with the person that I'm interviewing. Don't forget that if you want to know who it is ahead of time, join the Patreon. There's also other emails out and about, publicists emailing me and what have you, as I always say, so there will be more to come for sure. New York Renaissance Fair is going to be starting in about three weeks. So hopefully I can get some more acts from the Ren Fair on the podcast. Uh, those seem to be popular, at least within the Ren Fair community. I'm not sure how my uh, Metalhead listeners feel about those episodes, but let me know. Uh, you know, I'm always open to criticism and open to feedback, so certainly let me know what you guys think, what you want more of, what you want less of, any suggestions for the Patreon just find me on those social media channels and drop me a DM. I'm going to leave you guys today with another song from Gemini Syndrome's new album, Third Degree, The Raising. This is the song that uh, Aaron and I discussed in the interview. uh, As he, He mentioned he felt was one of the most personal songs he's ever written. This is Abandoned. Until next time, guys.